to Into the Shadows with Jordan. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Shadows. Today, I want to change things up. <laughs> Typically, I have my notebook of all the things I want to say, and I freely talk with my notes in front of me. But today, I'm on an emotional wave, and I thought maybe I can just share what's on my heart this time. You see, when I started this journey a long time ago, it was to discover who I was. And then I learned I had to love who I was before ever discovering who I was. They intertwined. I uncovered shadows and trauma and aspects of me that I loved, that I hated, and that I pushed away. It took me a long time to get where I am now. And I know I have a long way to go. This journey has taught me that I can only rely on me. You see, I have a big fucking heart. And I love within every fiber of my being. I don't do things because I feel I have to or obligated. It comes naturally to me to love. I love so hard and so deep. And I am everyone's biggest fucking cheerleader. And for a long time on this journey, I had to figure out why with a big heart that I wasn't getting that in return. I was energy exchanging with all of these people and I had no expectations of them to give it back. But subconsciously, I deeply wanted that. I've been searching for that. I'm searching for this big extravagant love and showing and affection and all the things someone to check in every single day where I don't have to ask or beg for attention just to know that someone out there cares that much this whole journey has been about that it's been about finding that love I accept everyone for who they are and what they want to be, finding themselves. I understand and I see people's shadows on a whole spiritual level and it's just interesting that I can see these aspects and understand them on a deeper level and I accept where they are in their journey. But I have such difficulty finding that from other people in my life. You see, I'm the one that always has to reach out. I'm the only one. I'm always the one putting that time and energy into friendships and making sure they cultivate and they stay alive. I used to get so angry at friends when I realized they weren't putting the same effort into the friendship. I used to get so mad at partners and lovers because I would love so big and so deep and so much and I was waiting to find that and I was angry because I was choosing people who couldn't give me that 
This journey has been such a whirlwind. I want to experience, I want to experience the love that I give out. And I know that's probably an expectation, a high one. And that could be just a projection because I know what it's I know what it's like. I'm searching for it. I know what it's like to not have that that support or that love. And through this journey I have realized that I have to pour into myself. I'm searching all of this because I wasn't giving it to myself and I didn't know how. I was searching for it in other people because I didn't know how to give it to myself. And I thought that's what love was. I thought love was I love big and I love hard. And I, if I put that love out, that I would receive that. That if I just did the things and do the things with no hesitation, that eventually I would get that in return. And the, and the more I work on myself and the more I pour into myself, I realize I do deserve that type of relationship, that type of love. Not only do I deserve to give it to myself, but I do also deserve to get it in return. But love looks differently to every single person. That's why we have love languages. And that's hard for someone who loves so big. Because I want it all. I don't want the mediocre. And I know that's... (laughs) I know that's work I have to do. And that's... (laughs) And I have to allow and accept others to love me the way that they can and show me. But a part of me feels like I'm settling for that. A part of me feels like I've been settling for that. I've been making the excuse, well, that's their love language. That's just how they love. They don't know how to love. They've never experienced love. Or they've only experienced love on a, on not a deep level. And I don't even know, honestly, what that looks like. I have no idea what I'm looking for. I just know I want it. I deserve it. In my core, in my being, I know I want to at least experience the love that I give out. I'm not asking for it to be an everyday occurrence. I just want to know what... I just want to know what it feels like besides me giving my own self-love, what it feels like from another person to give that amount of love to someone. I want to experience it not because I'm giving myself self-love and I know I need to give it to myself. I want to experience it through someone else's eyes of what loving me feels like, looks like on a deeper emotional level. 
I know this may be an expectation that could probably never be filled, but this is where I'm at in my journey. I'm realizing I've been searching for that type of love. I'm realizing and accepting that I have to give myself that love, but I also deserve that love and to experience it. And I know everyone's got their own bullshit and their own lives and they're in their own bubble and they're thinking about their own things and have their own shadows and their own projections and their own expectations. I get that. I understand that. But I also have been using that as an excuse to accept the things that have gone on in my whole entire life. I don't know if I'll ever actually publish this episode. (laughs) I'd be deathly afraid to publish it, to be honest. You know, it's so interesting because going through the spiritual journey and awakening, there's so many things that you hear along on your journey. High vibes all the time and Intention is everything, and you have to always be this high-vibe being. And right now, I'm not a high-vibing being right now on this emotional wave I'm on. And you know what? That's fucking okay. (laughs) See, there's duality in life, and if we're so high-vibing all the time... We never get to experience the murkiness, the understanding. I know that this wave is just a wave and I'll eventually get over it and laugh at myself at how ridiculous this all is. But right now, I'm in the midst of this wave. It feels real. It feels like my reality. It's a level of understanding of the murkiness and what I've been searching for And the realization of needing it for myself and doing it for myself. While also realizing that that self-love and self-worth has grown so much that not only am I giving it to myself, I know on a deeper level that eventually I want to experience that. However that looks, will it come in a form of a friendship? Will it come in a form of my relationship with my daughter and future kids? Will it look like a future lover? Will it look like my husband in the future? Will it only look like just me giving it to myself and self-love? And I'll have to come to that acceptance if that's what it is. I'll have to come to the realization and acceptance and allowance that I may never ever feel the amount of love that I give out. That I'm here for the world to experience it, but I may never experience it on a level that I want to experience it. These thoughts and emotions have come up because there was a death in the family, and I looked around. I looked at everyone in that room, I looked at the dynamics of the family, the feuding, the way people were handling their grief. The family death came 
around Valentine's Day. And even though it's a hallmark made man-made day, those emotions of self-love and self-worth always come up in every single person. Even though we say it's man-made, it's there to trigger us into feeling these feelings. There's a purpose of why Valentine's Day is here, man-made or not. These emotions and thoughts have been provoked not just because of the death of the family, in the family, not just because I was looking at everyone in a different light and observing, but also because I was reevaluating my life. I was grieving in such a way where I was looking at the living and trying to figure it all out and reevaluating my life. That's where this realization came from. I sat on my bed and I cried to my husband about how I want to feel that love that I give out. It all came flooding to me that that's what's happening. And don't get me wrong, I love my husband. He is imperfect in every single way and imperfect in every single way. We have our dynamics and our frustration, the ups and the downs of the relationship. When we first met each other, he was the first person to truly get through me when I was in my spiral. And he told me, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together or don't be with me. You got to cut the toxicity of friends and what you're doing to yourself out of your life. And I didn't hear it from the people around me. I didn't see it. And it took him to really say the things. And we weren't even like really dating at that time. We just started hanging out. And now we're 11 years into being together, six married almost. And since then, I've done my work and work on myself and find myself and realize what the fuck am I doing with my life? Who the fuck am I? But in between those years, I am now sitting here asking him the same question that he asked me 11 years ago. When we don't have core foundation of self-love and self-worth, we have high expectations of ourselves and high desires and wants and dreams. Those all affect us in a way where we can disassociate from life and we can spiral. You see, once we have these wants, desires, expectations, our dreams, we hold so tightly to those when we don't work on ourselves, when we think we can hold the world on our own and not let anyone in, it affects everyone around us. You see, he got me to understand that I had to get my shit together. And for 11 years, I've been telling him he's now got to get his shit together. But just like me, with the people around me, I couldn't hear it until I was ready to hear it. Didn't matter what happened or who said it and how they said it. And that goes with our, our relationship, our marriage. It didn't matter how many times I said it out of my mouth, screamed it, yelled it, patiently said it, lovingly said it. No matter how I showed it, there was no way of him hearing until he was ready to hear it, ready and willing to do it on his own. I couldn't force him to do it. 
You see, when life gets stressed and complicated, coping skills are all things everyone needs to have in their tool belt to survive. And if we fail to find healthy coping skills, then we fail ourselves. We have to learn that our emotions are okay. They aren't this big, scary thing. We have to learn as society to accept that emotions don't always mean bad. Because the more we give in to fear about the emotions of feeling what we're feeling, the more repressed and pushed down it becomes. The more we disassociate from life, from the present moment, we fantasize about what past relationships would look like if we were in them today. And what would they look like in the future if you stayed around? We also fantasize about our future when we disassociate. Our wants and our desires and our dreams become the obsession. We become, we become so hyper-focused on the future, chasing the money, chasing the bag, chasing those dreams and even those, those are beautiful things to aspire to and should be in the forefront. They shouldn't become an obsession where you're disassociating, where it's the only way you're coping. It's by being in the future and living in the past and not being anything in the present moment. In spirituality, there's talks of string theories and timelines and all these things. And who knows if they're really real. But if we're so focused on jumping into the future, shifting timelines, you're missing out on the timeline that we're on now that we're supposed to learn and experience from. We're missing out on the love and the joy that we could be having. We're missing out on life currently, presently, at this moment, in this time, this existence. I used to be that person that fantasized. I did it a lot, actually. As a kid, I fantasized about (laughs) everything. I didn't want to be in my body. I didn't want to be in the situations I was in. I wanted to be a kid. I daydreamed and daydreamed and daydreamed. It's the only way I knew how to cope. I wanted to run away from my life. I wanted to escape the pain. And I brought that coping mechanism into the future. I used it as a tool. I used it when I didn't want to be in relationships, but I didn't know how to end them. I dreamed about the possibilities and the what-ifs. But I did all of that when I spiraled. For years, I was in a spiral hurting myself without even realizing I was hurting myself. I was living in this fantasy of Everything's going to be okay and not being okay, not accepting that everything wasn't okay. I pushed down trauma and experiences. I created more for myself. I disassociated. I was physically here, but I wasn't living. There are still times where I kind of fall victim to that coping mechanism. I fall victim to my insecurities, and the what-if possibilities through those insecurities. And then I quickly realize what the fuck I'm doing. 
When we feel like we don't have anyone to talk to or burden people with or have that inner trust and knowing within ourselves that we have to hold the earth up on our shoulders and carry the weight and the burden of ourselves on ourselves. Not taking responsibility and acceptance. Feeling like we have to push through and hold on because we have to be strong. Meanwhile, there's nothing underneath us holding us up. Little by little, whatever is underneath us is crumbling. We, the statue, is crumbling. That's what I mean when shadow work is so important in our lives. But if we're not grounded, if we're not ready... If we don't have a good, strong support system that we trust, then our entire world can crumble. And we won't even realize what's happening around us until it's too late. Through this journey, I've realized I have crumbled myself into tiny pieces. And through this journey, I've put my pieces back together. And now I'm watching my husband do the same. I'm watching him pick up pieces of himself that he's lost along the ways or didn't have at all. And that's the tough thing about marriage. This is when people give up the most. Divorce can be the easy way out, but the whole point is to be there for your partner. But then again, they have to want to work on themselves. They have to really do it for themselves and not for their relationship and not for anything other than themselves. That's the hardest part. But then that's where divorce is key. It's the duality. It's the balance. When to know that to be strong for your partner as they go through the journey, but also knowing your self-love and self-worth and knowing If your partner is never going to do that for themselves, then you need to walk away. And this goes with every relationship, not just marriages. That goes with friendships and families. When to learn to walk away from people who aren't ready to to heal themselves and allow them and accept them in this world that they may never do that. But also that you can't associate with that anymore. You can love them from afar. And that's another experience that I've been learning through this process of grief and the self-love journey of see other people for who they are. And I'm learning to just love where they are, love them from a distance, love them up close, and what all that looks like and feels like. To know that not everyone's journey is the same. And that's where I'm at in my life. That's why I started this podcast. It's why I started opening up and sharing to others. This is just the path that I'm on. The current shadows that I'm dealing with this week through this wave. I don't know where this is going to lead me. And that's okay. It's perfectly okay to be in this present moment and not know. And not know anything. To surrender to not knowing to accept and allow not knowing, that I don't have to pressure or bully myself into knowing. 
If I ever do publish this episode, I really truly hope my words inspire those who are on the same path as me. I know this is a deep, infilled, long episode. Off the cuff (laughs) compared to what I usually do. But I told myself I would be fully embracing myself through this podcast. That there are going to be off the cuff moments. I'm not going to sugarcoat things no matter who's listening. That I'm going to be honest with myself when these things come up. That I'm not going to gaslight myself into thinking anything or be gaslit to do anything or say anything. Being raw and emotional and here, present in the moment. And I truly hope that my words in this episode will help someone one day. So, I thank you for listening. I thank you for allowing me space to talk freely. And I hope that through my understanding and my processing, that it can help you along yours.